in association with Nerds Through Comics The J. Dragonhearts Fandom Multiverse Epic Battling Beetleborgs A swirling dark energy is wading its way through space, heading towards Earth. It breaks through the atmosphere without even setting off one small spark. This frightening energy lands on a hill that has an excellent view of a large city. The dark energy itself shapes into a humanoid figure while holding out its wicked hand. A luminous bubble of purple light forms from the hand, acting as a reflective glass of sorts. The dark horror looks within it, seeing areas of the planet Earth, one after another, almost as if it is searching for something, or someone. Eventually, the luminous orb zoomed in on a sad, manic, ugly man who was frantically shuffling through page after page of his sketch pad, getting more and more frustrated. The dark figure of energy closes its hand over the orb, pinching it into dust. Then, it just disappears, within a blink of an eye. It reappears in that sad man's room where he is losing his marbles over some sketchbook. The sad man never noticed the dark figure even enter the room as he says to himself, No, no, not with that cape. Her face is all wrong. Why, why can't I work past my writer's block? While scribbling furiously on the paper, he gives up all hope for a split second, throwing everything across the room onto the floor from the desk, screaming. Comics never sell. My partner left me. My kids hate me. I just wanted to make money with the only talent I have. (laughs) With great sorrow. The sad man turns around, only to see a dark energy shaped like a cloaked man standing behind him, a few feet away. He freaks out, shouting. (laughs) What? Who are you? Get out! Just, Just get out, okay? Stumbling with fear. The dark energy speaks to him, sounding like its voice was in a constant echo, blended with static electricity, saying, I am truly fascinated by how much you have given to this world, how much creativity you have displayed on paper, yet no one even recognizes it. Sincerely, This sad man fixes his tiny glasses, rubs his hands of graphite onto his rugged gray shirt, pats off his dusty pants, and tries to hide the fact he isn't wearing shoes. While combing back his stringy, straw-like, oily hair with his hands, he says, Uh, oh, um, well, 
thank you, but what what do you want? And uh, an, an autograph, maybe? While scared, yet feeling slightly ego-stroked, the dark figure floats a bit closer to him, almost nose to nose. If this thing had one saying, No, no, I have come to offer you a great opportunity to really show this world how much potential your mind truly has. Would you like that? Would you like that? Would you like that? What am I saying? Of course you will love that. Chuckling loudly at this man's face. The sad artist's eyes grew wide with excitement, but uncertain horror. As he paced around the room, trying to decide how to respond to such an intriguing but ludicrous request, he looks at the figure, bowing a bit, stating, My name is Lance Carlin, by, by the way. Uh, uh, Mr. Dark Figure Cloak Sorcerer, sir? <laughs> Feeling rude for not introducing himself to such a being earlier. The dark energy figure just nods at his attempt to be formal, which makes Lance even more nervous. He eventually asks, You could do that? How? Tell me! I I'll do anything! Knowing in his heart, he can't turn this down. The dark figure starts to imbue the drawings that were not crumpled up with dark energy, causing them to float around it slowly while it says, I'll bring your characters to that way you can speak with them and learn from them. In the most serious tone imaginable. Mr. Carland is caught in amazement by what he is seeing, but another concerning question was itching at the back of his brain, so he forces it out, asking, What, what good would that do? It almost sounds a little too dangerous for my blood, you know? <laughs> most of my creations are villains. Don't you know that? Oh, oh, of course you do. I'm not saying that you don't know that, but like, they're villains, you know? The dark energy figure laughs a bit, then answers Lance. <laughs> you can figure out what flaws they have personally, so that you can make them let up your books. As for their alignment, just call me to return them to the pages, and I will. It says slightly annoyed. Lance grips his pencil till it snaps into making up his uncertain mind, shouting, Okay then, do it! Yeah! Oh, this should be awesome! Do it! Not wanting to upset the dark figure anymore. The dark energy swirling the drawings also pulled in all of Carlin's comics from the room, making them swirl around too. One by one, a surge of energy smited a page or comic directly where a character was, till their image was no longer there. After a decent time of this occurring, the energy that struck these pages and comics began to flow all over the room. With a huge flash of light, the characters were all alive and standing around the room, confused. All the comics and pages are now entirely blank falling to the floor. The dark figure says, Enjoy your Enjoy gift, mortal. Loudly. It fades away from sight quickly. But Lance doesn't really question why or how. For he is too stoked about his creations being truly alive. A huge white and silver monster with gear dials for eyes begins to speak. 
Oh my! What is this place? Vexel? How did you leap from paper like that? Most impressive! <laughs> Bravo, master! Hopping around with glee as his huge tendril dreads whip around the floor. The monster he refers to as Vexor has a huge vampire-like cape shrouded around his whole body except for his cold and terrifying head. His piercing blood-red eyes glow at the creature who spoke to him as he shouts. Silence. I did not do it myself, fool. We were seemingly brought here forcefully. Feeling irritated at the world. Another monster looks around the room they are all in, seeing its filthy, unorganized manner and borderline moldy walls, saying, How disgusting this little man's place is. Why would a low-class person like you be able to capture us so easily? Talk! Yelling at the only other person in the room who looks nothing like them, Hori launched forward, lifting Lance up by his shirt collar, growing impatient with him, not responding quickly enough. Lance stutters to answer while sweating uncontrollably, doing his best to muster up some kind of words. Now, now, Hori, don't get your antenna in a twist. I'm sure he can explain soon enough. A different monster says, intervening with the possible escalation that would have occurred. Psst! Hey, you! Yeah, you! No, you right there! Are you a fan of Power Rangers? Do you like listening to people just randomly talk about all kinds of subjects? Well then do I got the podcast for you. Zeo to Hero the Podcast. Jim and Billy, the bulk and skull of podcasting, talk about everything from Power Rangers to Gundams to who has the better hairstyle. These guys don't care. It doesn't matter to these guys. They will talk about it. You need to go check them out. That's Zeo to Hero, the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. They're on there. So go check them out. Trust me, you'll enjoy it. Back to action. Lance finally awkwardly screams at the monsters with excitement. I, I made you. That's why I'm so happy. And I was given a chance to bring you to life for my drawings and it worked. <laughs> uh, uh, now please, put your, put your father down, Hori. Okay? Hori, in shock, throws him up, then grabs his mech instead, angrily. If you are lying, you will die! She said, not wanting to believe this weird creature. An elegant monster named Jara had been wandering around the house, feeling certain things and observing others deeply. Vexor staggers back a bit, leaning over a chair, whispering, We were not real, and you're our creator. Loudly enough for everyone to hear, his voice has seemingly started to leave him upon hearing this information. Noxus goes from excited curious, Hella quickly pulling out his own notepad and pen, ready to jot down information as he asks, If that is true, then we were never even real until now? Our life was mere amusement? Hmm. Interesting. Trying to understand the situation more deeply, Lance grabs Hori's hands with gentle certainty out of care and fear, pleading, I'm not lying, I swear. Put me down, daughter, please! 
trying to appeal to reason with his own technical children. The other monster who tried to intervene earlier walks straight through a wall, shocked at what he has found outside the house of his supposed father. Come out here, everyone. He's right. Nothing about this world even resembles what my memories are telling me. He shouts in horror from outside. Every single one of the monsters go outside and see a world unfamiliar to them. Most of them gasp or fall to their knees in disbelief while their silent companion, Jara, walks up to Lance, feeling her face where her mouth should be. Hori sees Jara, dropping Mr. Carlin in horror while walking backwards, shaking like a leaf. Lance holds Jara's face with his right hand, rubbing it soothingly as he tears up a bit, explaining, I... I'm so sorry, Jara. I didn't have time to fix you to completion. I had writer's block, okay? It just wouldn't go away. And I'm the reason you don't have a mouth. I'm truly sorry. I really am. Jara begins to cry as purple tears flow down her saddened face. <laughs> Vexor shoves Lance with one of his long, deadly arms that quickly thrust out of his vampire-like cloak, yelling, You didn't draw her mouth? And, and that was the result! Realizing how awful the reality of what's happening truly is, Nox's hat flips over behind all three and jotting down even more notes on the subject with haste, saying, How absolutely terrible! This world is a place of misery left and right! Holy cosmos! Trying to sound sad or horrified, but coming off kinda intrigued. Lance tries his best to say something to help them understand that this situation isn't as bad as it seems, but he can't quite pull the right words currently out of anxiety. All the monsters hold Jara, trying to comfort her, while Vexor looks out to the city a mile or so from Lance's run-down house in the mountainside. He realizes that mortals are cruel, overly selfish creatures with ambitious ideas that hurt others. And more than anything, Vexor feels homesick on top of everything that has transpired. Vexor grips his hands into tight fists till his palms bleed blue blood as he flicks his cape around, turning over to face his people. He says, Ah, uh, the world doesn't know us, but they will. I will burn down every house that does not know our name. I will enslave those who stand in my way, and I won't stop till the whole world knows us! With great hate and pain in his heart, Hori lets go of Jara, then places her hand onto Vexor's shoulder, gripping it a bit with determination, saying, They will not only know us, but beg us not to kill them. How fun! Excited now that something is being done that is pleasing to her way of handling things, the monster that found the outside earlier shakes its head but still agrees, saying, This world is our new home, so best to make it that way. The residents of it will thank us when the end for giving the honor of living amongst us. Somewhat reluctantly, but still compliant to the idea. Mr. Carlin realizes that his villainous characters are defaulting to their natural course of being tyrants, so he remembers what the dark figure said earlier, shouting, Wait, no, you can't. Uh, uh, you, Cape Coat Guy, come back, put them back, please! 
desperately hoping the dark figure wasn't lying earlier. After a minute of awkward and intense silence, no one came. Vexor lifts Lance up by his waist with one mighty hand, easily yelling in his face. You just tried to ask us to return to the papers? You wish us to not exist? Or our supposed creator? You don't care for us. Noxus imprisoned him so that we can show the world who's responsible for our existence. Angrily, Noxus flips around, crazily searching through his trench coat for his entrapment devices, saying, With pleasure! <laughs> happy to serve. He eventually finds the device he was looking for, then throws it at Lance while Vexor lets go. The tiny silver cube hits Lance while he was still in the air. Upon contact, the cube bursts into a giant blue plasma cube with Lance inside it. The monsters run down the mountain into the city, ready to oppress everyone and everything in sight, while Noxus is dragging Lance down the mountain to witness it all. Vexor follows behind the cube proudly, not feeling an inch of remorse for his actions. Lance screams no! in great internal agony as he sees the city under siege by his own creations. Over time, decades had passed, and Lance Carland begged, pleaded, prayed, cried out to the dark figure, hoping it would come save everyone from his nightmare he had made a reality. Stop this madness. Why don't you ever call me? But it never came. Lance's creations had taken over the whole planet under their rule. Earth is now one giant dystopia with no possible hope of ever going back to the way it was before. Tune in next time for Epic Battling Beetleborgs Pilot Part 2 to see what happens next. You don't want to miss a single second. See you there, friends.